didn't know me. Everybody say that they know me. They only see me on the cover of a Vogue and they clone me. We cannot be friends because I like being lonely. I'm a boss. Tell them not today. Swerving on these chickens. Cluck out my lane. I'm a boss. Out my way. All right. So I have Tom Webb here, a.k.a. the fun mortgage guy. I really want to know, how did you put fun and mortgage together in the same because that usually doesn't go together. Nobody's like, you know what's so fun? Mortgage. Mortgage is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mortgages aren't actually fun. So there's um, kind of a long story to that. Basically, I got into the business and, you know, did things the traditional way. I always have really had who I am now and like who you see in my marketing and on social media is who I have always been, but I wasn't necessarily comfortable with marketing myself as myself until a certain point. So got in the business was trying to do everything by the books. Um, I've always been pretty detail oriented and I stuck to the suit tie, you know, the, the stereotypical loan officer look for a long time and really thought I couldn't go out of those boundaries. The reason I eventually did go out of those boundaries is honestly, I I came to a little bit of like a burnout in my career where I wasn't having fun. I wasn't enjoying myself. I just felt like I was going through the motions and I had recently switched from working for a bank where there was a decent amount of business that was kind of funneled towards me through the bank. And there was a lot more on my plate in terms of bringing in my own business at that point. So a lot more pressure. Yeah. So I had made a video and I started marketing myself through, you know, Facebook video. And originally they weren't like funny and cheeky And it was just me like talking about loan programs or scenarios that real estate agents have to deal with. And I was really focused on engaging realtors in in these videos, talking about pain points in the process. And and I I was getting some inner industry uh, traffic on that. Loan officers and realtors were commenting, sharing. A lot of people were reaching out to me because of that. But in general, your typical consumer, people I went to high school with, friends, weren't really engaging too much in my content. It was very industry specific. I had made this video where I advertised a car that was for sale for my dad. It was a uh, used Prius. I've seen this. (laughs) (laughs) I was dressed up uh, in a pleather jacket with aviator shades, fake gold chains, a fake beard, and I basically knocked off the uh, interview that Tampa Bay quarterback at the time, Ryan Fitzpatrick had made and just kind of ran with that. And the the whole premise was to make a commercial that kind of played on the irony of like Prius just being this really cool, badass vehicle. And when I did that, I had a lot of fun. This was with, my really, really good friend, Michael Morris, uh, best videographer I know, he helped me with a lot of like the putting it together, the concept. I mean, I showed up in a costume and basically <laughs> was was joking around with people in public in this costume just to kind of see their reaction. And he kind of took that silliness and helped put it together into an actual video. And 
we uh, we put it out there, and a lot of people saw it. A lot of people reached out to me, you know, told me they thought it was funny. You know, how did you do this? I love it. And I, I started going places, and people were like, telling me about them seeing my video. The first, like, aha at that moment, I went uh, to this networking event with one of my uh, friends. And I was telling them about it. I'm like, there's people that are messaging me. There's people that are like saying like, Hey, like we love your video. And it's like, I'm starting to set appointments in my business because of this, you know, just me being a goofball, me having fun. And we're sitting at this, it was West side brewing, Eric Brown, CPA. That's our inside joke. I always introduce him by his profession. And we're at this bar and at West side brewing and this, this guy right down for me, he's like, Hey, he's like, are you Tom Webb? And at that moment I was like, wow, like this is awesome. Like I, I marketed myself. People are, you know, interested in hearing what I have to say. They're, they're approaching me. It's almost like icebreaker. And I did that just by having fun. So I kind of took that and went wild and just kind of, stepped on the gas and did a lot of different things uh, that had nothing at all to do with mortgages. Which it kind of goes along with, I used to teach a sales class um, years ago and I've, I still kind of do every once in a while. But one of the first things that I would say when I first came out there is, you know, the key to selling is to stop freaking selling because you know, I know that some people disagree with me on this, but I don't really like hard sales. I don't think they're sustainable long-term, but if you connect with people on another level, it could be because it has to be within your own personality. So if you've got a, you know, funny, silly personality, then connect with them on that. If you're super motivational, inspirational, connect with them on that. But if you try to connect with them on something that's not uber salesy, you actually end up doing so much better on the sales front than you do if you just are, you know, going through the steps and trying to, you know, cold call them or whatever else. You know, I just, right. I don't agree with that. But yeah, I, your, your video, um, I remember when I first seen it, it was hysterical. I sent it to a few people. I would like when we air this, I'll put it in the detail section so people can watch it. <laughs> there's no, descri like you did a pretty good job at describing it, but it's pretty hysterical. That just goes to show that when you were trying to do it the way that, you know, we think we should do it, we always think that we have to wear these masks and try to be somebody we're not. And I did the same thing for years. I mean, for years and years, did the same thing. I tried to be uber professional Maria, uber professional Maria. And you know me well enough at this point that Maria is not uber professional all the time. But whenever I really came out and started being real, I really started to connect with people on a deeper level and you know, not only did I gain a client, but I gained a client for life at that point. Yeah. So I'm sure that you've seen the same thing. Yeah, I mean, just by really putting out who I am and some of my interests, which my interests vary quite a bit, so it gives me quite a, <laughs> quite a bit of content, you engage with a lot of different people that way. Just a, a kind of silly example is I'm really <laughs> into fish keeping. I have uh, aquariums, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I used to be, but now I'm a proud fish nerd. And right. I, I, I do what's called aquascaping. It's where you basically take like a scene from nature and you try to emulate that inside of a fish tank with live plants and fish. And 
you know, different parts like and rock. I started sharing that with my friends on Facebook and there, there were people that I had actually never spoke to uh, or had a private conversation with that would mm-hmm. message me with questions about fish keeping, would message me about questions about setting up a tank. I had people that just admired, you know, some of the, I, I consider it art, but mm-hmm. some of these things put together, you know, realtors, potential consumers, you know, people that need mortgages, either refinance or buy a home. And that's just one example. How did you get into doing that? So I always had fish tanks growing up. My, my dad had these huge tanks. He had usually cichlids, which is generally like a little bit more of an aggressive type freshwater fish. They actually would usually will eat all the plants and put them in there. So it's not great for a planted tank. But I started getting into the planted tank area and realized this because they ate all the plants I was putting in there. You're like, this looks great. uh, (laughs) I had to figure out, you know, which, which fish could be compatible with the planted tank. You know, there are some plants that are a little bit more hardy and durable that can, you know, be in there with these cichlids. But for the most part, cichlids are, are kind of hard to keep with plants. Mm. The exceptions could be angelfish, and then there's, you know, s- several um, uh, South American cichlids that can also be pretty good in a planted environment. But I went from keeping tanks because my dad had tanks, mm. and then I, I went down this rabbit hole of live plants. Because like, oh, I saw someone that had one, and I was like, that looks cool. And then I did it, and, you know, fish ate all the plants and then I did it again with different fish and all the plants died because I didn't have the right light. I didn't have the right parameters in terms of CO2 supplementation, nutrients. There's a ton of variables, the <laughs> soft water, hard water. There's so much oh, yeah. involved in it. And I, I kind of dove down that rabbit hole and got a little bit like obsessed with it. And it became a big hobby of mine. And That's pretty now awesome. it's, it's like I'm, I'm in deep. Um, I can't really get out now. And you're proud it, now, though. You're not. Yeah. You're not. You're not closet doing. Did in the closet anymore. You kind of come out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it came out of the fish tank closet. Yeah, you came out of the fish tank closet. I've kind of been like that. Like I've always been involved in herbology because I'm an herbalist, and a lot of people don't know that about me. But I have a crazy fascination with herbs and growing herbs and harvesting herbs. And you look in my cabinets and closets and I look like a drug dealer. I got jars of everything in there. (laughs) And it's always been something like out here, people that know me out where I live, people know me. They jokingly call me the witch doctor, which they're having to eat their words right now because right now they're texting me going, if if the shit hits the fan, what do I need to find? Like, what do I need to gather? And I'm like, yes, now I have become essential. I'm not the witch doctor anymore. I'm still the witch doctor, I guess, but now I'm an essential witch doctor. So I kind of started coming out of the closet on all that. And that was another thing. I felt like I had to live two lives because I had my professional Maria life and marketing. And then I had, you know, my closet Maria life that did meditation and herbs, you know, and it seems like it's just so separate worlds, but you find a lot of times that most people have, you know, two sides to them. So they have, you know, their professional side, but they also have the side of them that they keep hidden for a long time until they don't anymore. So it's, again, it's like wearing a mask until you get tired for whatever reason. I got tired of wearing the mask. I'm like, I'm done with this. People are either going to like me for who I am or they're not. And I don't even care anymore because it gets exhausting trying to be somebody else all the time. Yeah. 
uh, interesting topic uh, in regards to kind of having two different, I guess, ways of doing things, whether it be professionally or personally. I don't recall if I had ever done a disc profile uh, prior to me kind of getting into the way that I, I'm doing things now and just being completely transparent with who I am and just really having fun you know, while, I, mm-hmm. while I'm also doing mortgages. But, you know, I, I'm having a good time. I'm like, how do I have a good time and do mortgages at the same time? What's neat is I, I had done a disc profile probably like two years ago and I had done one pretty recently as well. I don't know if anyone's familiar with disc profiles, but a lot of companies use those when hiring to see if the potential candidate is a good fit for the position they're applying for or the company culture potentially. There's a lot of like metrics that you can take from these profiles to kind of figure out up front, like if this person potentially is a good fit. And I just take them for fun now at this point. There's two different styles that they measure. There's the uh, adaptive style and then I believe natural. What's really neat is I don't know if I did one beforehand. I'd, I'd have to, if someone has one of mine from a long time ago, maybe they can send it to me, but my natural and my adaptive are literally identical. Like there is oh, wow. zero variance whatsoever. It's so I, the way I perceive that is like literally like what you see is what you get. Like yeah. there's no, no gray area in terms of what you're going to get when dealing with me. You're just, you're going to get my personality, whether it's my personal life or my business life. Yep. So, And I really think that we all kind of need to break down the barriers and kind of agree to take off the masks because they are exhausting. And even if a person's not at a point that they realize how exhausting it is at this moment, trust me, it is. Because I don't know that you would have been able to convince me years ago. I thought it was necessary, honestly. I thought, well, this is my professional life. I have to be professional. But, you know, and I'm not saying going to a board meeting acting like a fool, you know, there's times and places for everything, obviously, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to completely turn into a whole different person. And, you know, it's funny, people that I met during the biggest phase of me trying to be so professional that I almost come across as being bitchy whenever I was trying to like hold it all in all the time. And people that I met during that time, they were like, you're one of my favorite people now. But when I first met you, I thought you were a stuck up bitch because, and it was just because I was trying so hard not to say something inappropriate that I just wouldn't say a lot, you know, because you know how it goes when you've got a crazy personality, the more you talk, the more that just, wow, wow, it just comes out. So it's just like, I just wouldn't say a lot. So people thought I was just stuck up and bitchy and, that's an interesting conversation in yeah. itself. There, there were a lot of people that after I started marketing myself differently and just letting it fly, uh, there, there were a lot of people that either approached me and said like, hey, like, I didn't know this side of you. Like, wow, like, like when I first met you, all I, you know, honestly, like, I thought you were just like a stick in the mud. Yeah, And I, I had other people, unfortunately, and this is going to happen, but it, you know, you, you, by doing this, at least you don't have to fake like you're someone else. Exactly. I had people that they told me they, they didn't like what I was doing. They're like, I don't think the way you're presenting yourself, the way you're doing this is very professional and, and, and that's okay. Not everyone is going to like the way that you do business. Um, exactly. Now I'm not saying again, like, be a buffoon and like have 
no uh, standard for yourself <laughs> and yeah, how you run your yeah. business. You, you have to have structure to run a business. So uh, <laughs> when I'm working with someone on a loan, yeah, I'm probably going to joke around with them a little bit, depending on the situation. I'm going to try my best to use, you know, emotional intelligence and make sure that, you know, if I am going to crack a joke with a client that, you know, it's, it's appropriate for the situation. That's not me hiding who I am. Yeah. It's me understanding there's a time and place for certain things. And, exactly. you know, I've had a lot of people that uh, originally were like, Hey, I, I was considering referring you business. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't know, like, you know, based off of like seeing you do all these crazy stunts and stuff. I didn't, <laughs> didn't know like how I, I like, I had fun watching what you do. I think you're funny, but I didn't know if you could actually do the business. And when they did a transaction with me, you know, they're like, well, you like dialed it in when you need to dial it in, but you still were able to, you know, be yourself and lighten the mood and be that fun, goofy, you know, personality without crossing the line and damaging, you know, anything in terms of their relationship or, you know, mine with the consumer. So it's, I've always been very serious about my loan business. Yeah. Just because I changed the way I market myself doesn't mean I don't still have systems in place and standards in place when working with clients. So I know there's a ton of social media avenues to use, and it seems like they're popping up all the time, different ones. Um, I know you mentioned that Facebook was your, your primary. I know I teach some stuff on social media and stuff as well, but it's always great to have like another perspective. How do you suggest people get into marketing themselves on social media other than tapping into their own personality? Yeah. Part of it is literally making the commitment to yourself to do it more. And like anything, if, if you do something for a very short period of time and stop doing it, you're not going to get results from it. You need to handle this like any other sales activity. If you're, if you're going to dive in and try to develop a brand on social media, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. You're going to have to do the work. So figure out what things are that you need to do and stay consistent with them. For me, originally, it was like, okay, I want to do at least one post a day. And yeah. I want it to be original content. I want it to be something that I've created. I'm not saying I can't share other people's posts and I, I, I don't. But it doesn't like count in your one a day. Correct. I, I always yeah. want to at least have one piece of original content. Kind of help my creative side. So I honestly, growing up, I was never really that super creative. I think I was kind of comfortable where I was and didn't really want to push myself, you know, to be uncomfortable. And by forcing myself to create that own con my own content, I, I just started getting comfortable doing different things and, you know, speaking publicly, you know, I do videos on a pretty consistent basis. The more I do those videos, the more comfortable I get with it. Yeah. So. I, well, I know there's, I was talking to somebody the other day that they had never done a Facebook live before and they were trying to practice and, you know, doing it. And I, was, I told him, I said, that's a great, a great idea to do that, to just practice because it is odd at the very beginning. I had been on camera before, but I'd never been on camera where I'm staring at myself right. before starting to do those. And I think that is, <laughs> you definitely have to get used that was to terrifying. because Yes, because it's like, oh my God, that's what I look like when I talk. So instead of like saying the things that you want to say, 
you're like staring at yourself going, oh my gosh, I need to wax my eyebrows. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, those were the things that was going on with me the whole time. And she was saying the same thing. She said, you know, and another thing that she was having a problem with is she was trying to write her entire script out. And then she just kept looking at and reading it. You know, I said, everybody does it a little different, but for me personally, I don't do well with a script. You know, I like to throw down some words, some bullet points or whatever, you know, talking points. But if I have a bunch of sentences written out, it's going to sound like I'm reading sentences, you know, because it's just going to distract me. That's another thing. I really think practicing when, you know, have a friend dial in. Like if you're doing like a, like a Zoom webinar or whatever, have a friend or a couple friends dial in and you just go through it all and give each other feedback. And like you said, hold yourself accountable. Tell yourself what you're going to do and follow through and do it and practice, practice, practice. So, I mean, nobody starts out doing this perfectly. You don't. I mean, you look back at some of the stuff that I done early on and it's like, oh my God, you know, and I'm sure I'll look back, you know, a few years from now at the stuff that I'm doing now and be like, oh my God, you know, (laughs) because you just get better and better at it. (laughs) I still get my memories. That's one of the funnest things about this. Like after you've been doing it for a while, you start getting those memories and you you see yourself improving through watching you know your content again as it shows up mm-hmm. and it's almost like a, a reminder like hey you did you have made progress because there's going to be times where you get in a funk and you maybe don't create any content for a while or you don't do as many videos as you need to do you see one of your old videos and you're like i did that and that was one of my most successful videos yeah. And I look like a total schmuck. I, yeah. <laughs> so uh, definitely uh, when those memories come come up, like after you've been doing it for a while, use those as motivation just to remind yourself like you have, you know, came a certain you know distance. Yeah. And I, I definitely recommend using the analytics and paying attention to it. You mentioned about, you know, successful posts. It's funny, like the ones that I think are going to be the most successful when I'm making them, I mean, they do all right, but not even close to the ones I think are going to bomb. You know, I'll right. make someone be like, and eh, I almost don't post them sometimes because it's kind of like, eh, and then I'm like, well, I need something to post. I don't want to make something else. So I'll put it out there. Even the stuff where it's like, I literally came up with zero things and I'm just like, put a picture of my family or like a flower. And I'm like, seriously? Yeah. I mean, but I think there's something to be said about simplicity sometimes you don't have to always be over the top you know I like to come up with things that are a little over the top but if I'm out on a walk or something and I see a pretty flower on my property and I take a picture of my pretty flower it's pretty it brings people joy you know it's nice to look at so even things like that are are still valuable and that's how I determine you know I tell people I said it doesn't always have to be 100% related to what your business is either even if it's on a business page, I know you run yours primarily through your personal page, but even if it's on a business page, you know, I like to tell people kind of go by the 411 rule Four things being things that you, that have nothing to do with your business at all, really, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so it could be funny or motivational or the flower or whatever. One thing that's about your business, but it has no sales in it at all. Like nothing sells pitchy. And then one thing that has some sales in it. And if you follow that, you end up with a good page because right. I don't like the pages that are just like, they're just showing you an ad all the time. Who's right. looking at an ad all the time? Not me. Well, not unless I'm specifically looking for something. Another thing that I kind of started realizing was I could talk more about business. The longer that I had done it and the more I had developed, you know, a, a following. Mm-hmm. Um, once, once you kind of 
have people that have been following you on a consistent basis and they kind of know who you are as a person, they, they, yeah. they want you to have success. They're, oh, yeah. they're going to see your, your business content less as a sales pitch and they're going to be more supportive. Whereas oh, it's just some random person that's never heard of you and they see you talking about business. They're like, ah, the other thing is you can, and this depends on, I guess, your personality and how you're going to present yourself. But with me, I use a lot of cheeky, satire, humor, and you can mix business into that and people will still be entertained by it. Sometimes you can still do a non-businessy post, but also slip a little business in there. It just, you exactly. have to be conscious of your audience and how it's going to be perceived. And you get, you get better at understanding what's going to work and what's not going to work the longer you do it. I agree a hundred percent. And I, I don't think there, I mean, there, like I sort of said, I don't think there's any rules of things you can do, but there definitely are. So never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> there are a few rules of things that you can do. Um, but I mean, I don't think that, especially if you're starting out on your personal page, you know, be personal and throw a little bit of business in there. And if you do have a uh, business page, I know Facebook specifically um, has a lot of rules um, with their algorithms and stuff what, what that's involved with. I don't know if you looked into it or not, but that's involved with their Facebook pages. So there are a few things, little tips and tricks that you can follow as far as getting your business pages to show up better and more often and all that. But the way that I explain it to people is whatever platform they're most active on now, if they're more active on Snapchat or more active on TikTok or more active on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, LinkedIn, start with that, the one you know the best, and really just dig into that and perfect that. Because the mistake I see people making is they try to learn them all because right. they feel like they need to be on them all. And it's great if you can be on them all, but it's better to start with one and perfect it and then right. move to another and move to another because if not, you're just spraying and praying all day long because you're, yeah. you, know, you don't really know what the hell you're doing. You're just throwing shit out when it, there. It can become very time-consuming in itself. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've definitely gone through some self-awareness and realizations as I've continued to, you know, market myself on Facebook mostly yeah. and realize, you know, what time is well spent how do I manage using Facebook, but also, you know, continuing to do the core, you know, parts of my business because I, I run <laughs> a very real business as well. Yeah. Not getting lost in just Facebook. A lot of times what I'll do for time management is, yeah, I might may have a few posts set up that I'm planning on doing, but I won't immediately go back and comment on those posts and react on those posts until later on in the afternoon, uh, mm -hmm. maybe later on in the day. That allows you to kind of manage a little better. You, you can go back and say, okay, I've got X amount of notifications. Let me address these. You know, do I need to respond mm -hmm. to so and so? And get it all knocked out in a, a set, established time so that you can finish that and then go back to doing what you were doing. If it's just like this perpetual motion of making content and responding to all the posts, yeah. you, you get lost in it. So Yeah, and that's all you get done. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty loose on my structure because I used to try to be too structured, which does not work with my personality. Again, you have to work with your own personality. I would make these to-do lists that were so detailed and so structured that it didn't even fit who I was. So I was never going to be successful at it. Right. So then I just would get frustrated and then I'd have to make another one because, you know, I have to make another one because I just flunked that one. So it was just like this perpetual thing until I figured out, okay, well, 
my to-do list, the way that I do my productivity list is not going to necessarily look like yours or like, you know, Sharon's or like whoever's. It's going to look different because it needs to be based on my life, my personality and how I can get things done. So that's one of the things that I do um, is I batch. I like to batch my stuff so much like you said, you know, if I'm checking Facebook notifications, I do that, you know, I'll, I'll kind of put it in my calendar from this time to this time, check Facebook notifications or whatever. And then I do the same thing with emails. If I have emails to send or emails to answer, I do that, you know, bills to pay, I do that. I put it in there in like a batched time. And I find for me personally, it saves a lot of time because I'm able to do it. So with me, batching works the best because I'm able to do the repetitive motions and get them done in a set time. So like I end up with a lot of emails. So I know a 15-minute block or even a 30-minute block typically is not going to work for my email. So I go ahead and block in an hour for my emails. And then if I end up with too many to last the hour, you know, if I go over on that time, I'll, I'll still stop at the hour and then I'll go to my next task. Because sometimes what ends up happening is I finish my next task sooner and I can go back and pick up like the last 10 minutes of whatever. But I find that for me personally, that works the best. I don't know if that's similar to what you do, but that's a time saver because uh, it is. I mean, especially with, you know, we all carry around our cell phones and the notifications pop in all day long and it's very, very tempting to just go ahead and take care of it and answer it. And, you know, if I'm in the middle of doing something, I, I turn off my notifications now mm -hmm. because they're too distracting. For me, what I've actually done is I've turned off all notifications on Facebook. So, they come in, but they don't pop up on my, my screen on my phone. By doing that, I, I'm able to kind of ignore it. Otherwise, I would just be completely in Facebook all day. I wouldn't be able to get rid of it because there's yeah. just constantly things popping up. Exactly. And, I mean, there's very few actual Facebook emergencies. <laughs> so, right. You know what I mean? No, I mean, if somebody, if there's an emergency, they're going to call you. You know, they're not going to notify you on Facebook. And right. that was my thing because I kept thinking, well, I have business pages. And you know how Facebook does this thing where it puts on there your time to respond, you know? Like, it took you one hour and 33 minutes to respond to this client or whatever. I'm right. like, ah. I was almost looking at it like a game. Like, somebody had to beat. Yeah. I had to get it down to nothing. Finally, I kind of had this almost conversation with myself I'm like why do I care if I'm still getting yeah. back to them within a business day that's right. completely realistic it's not like anybody's gonna be like well you know it took you two hours to get back to a client <laughs> you know? right. and if they do I don't care I don't want them as my client because they're gonna be too bossy too picky and too needy right. you know so I did the same thing I had to get to that point because I for the longest time every time I'd come in I'd you know try to answer right away and I'd flip out and freak out for no reason yeah there's like definitely a immediate gratification feel to almost everything out there i mean whether it be you yourself like ordering like some sort of delivery with amazon i'm sure a lot of people right now are internally pissed off because they're used to getting their prime delivery on non-essential I'm, I'm like dang it <laughs> I, yeah. I look at it and i'm like what do you mean 20 days from now? It's blasphemy. <laughs> I know. But, I was going to order something yesterday and it said April 28th. And obviously yesterday was the 7th. I was like, are you kidding me? 21 days. Well, yeah. It's going to take 21 <laughs> days. I was so ticked. But yeah. I don't really need those slip covers before 21 days. Yeah. I'm just used to getting them. <laughs> right. That's We're funny, all spoiled. But, but yeah, I mean, that's how everyone is. So there are ways that obviously like within your business, as well as through Facebook, you can respond to people. And a lot of people just want to know that you received their call 
and yep. that you're working on something. So, you know, I may have a situation where, you know, someone wants to get pre-qualified and maybe I'm on a phone call. Maybe I'm doing a, you know, interview with you right now. And mm -hmm. if I'm able to follow up with them and let them know, hey, whether it be like a text or, or something and say, hey, I'm in the middle of something, I'll be right back with you. Or if it comes yeah. in before the meeting, hey, I'm going to this meeting, but I definitely want to talk to you about this. I will call you. I expect to be out by this time. That's important. I think that that can kind of get lost sometimes when you turn the notifications mm -hmm. off, but they're very, I, I have my messenger notifications on all the time. And those yeah. are usually the high priority ones. Yep. Uh, and I, I very rarely that. get comments within Facebook that it's like, okay, you need to respond by X amount of time before that person's moving on to someone else. It, yeah. If you have a DM from someone and they're like, Hey, I'm looking to get pre-qualified. If you wait too long, there's a really good chance they're going to reach out to the next person on their list. Yep. Because we all expect it right now. Fast and quick, fast and quick. I mean, it's, it's just the nature of, that's the human nature in this country, especially. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I know that you're working with a, a company now. Like if somebody wanted to get pre-qualified or, you know, whatever, how, how do they reach out to you other than find you on Facebook and reach out to you through your Prius commercial? <laughs> they can text me or call me 513-501-0710. I'll make sure that we can include that in like the comments uh, section or somewhere that people can access that information. A lot of people do DM me whether it be realtors or clients, you know, a lot of realtors will message me about they have a client that needs to be pre-qualified because they're looking at a house on X day and they want to be in a position where they, if they do want to move forward on that house, they can make an offer. I would say I'm going to provide you with the information, my email address, yes. my phone number, yeah. access to my Facebook so that people can reach me however they feel like it. Uh, as long as they reach, reach out to me, I will uh, respond to them in a timely manner. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll make sure that's in the detail list. Um, one more question, because I wanted to catch you off guard with something, and it's not what you think, so don't worry. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> um, I know some people who know you knew that you were going to do an MMA fight yeah. um, for charity. Is that still happening? It's going to happen. Well, when we're allowed to actually touch each other again. <laughs> the, when, the when is a big question mark. It's something that I'm – not really able to go in and train or anything right now. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it's, you know, stuff that I've been trying to get out and go on little jogs and stuff to, you know, keep my stamina up and yeah. I'm trying my best not to snack like a fool every day, but oh, that's so hard when you can't do nothing else. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working on those things. Um, but Just it call it carb loading. If you call it carb loading, it puts it in a whole nother light. <laughs> I'm carb loading right now. That makes us carb loading, dairy loading, yeah. bulking. But, um, Just call it bulking. You're bulking. Yeah, I'm, bul I'm either bulking up or carb loading. You know, I'm doing a little bit of strength training. Um, keep it, keeping it serious, keeping it real. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's definitely something. It's still on do. the agenda. Okay. And I think that's awesome. The other thing that I, I guess I, I want to mention is I, I told a lot of people I was going to go skydiving last year, and there were yeah. definitely some things that got in the way of that. One is, you know, I was heavier last year, and uh, if you're doing tandem skydiving, there are weight limits, uh, yeah. there are weight limits in general, but uh, when you're doing tandem, you have another individual with gear, 
and there's a total weight limit between the two individuals. So we were in a position where we had an instructor that didn't weigh as much, and we were going to make an exception, even though I was over the traditional weight limits. But it, it became an issue with the first jump that I was going to do. There was weather uh, that popped up mm-hmm. that day, and it canceled the jump. And then logistically, it just was really hard to get something lined up again with the same diver. So I'm down to a lower weight that's going to make it easier. And I am continuing to work on dropping that weight. So as soon as we're through all of this craziness, I do intend to uh, jump out of an airplane, uh, jump out of a perfectly good airplane. So um, that's going to be terrifying because I, well, I mean, everyone knows why it's terrifying, but me in particular, I get one step up on a ladder and my legs tremble. Like I am. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. You're afraid of heights. I'm absolutely terrified of heights. So, okay. So this brings it, this is like, might be, (laughs) this might be dangerous at this point though. I got this. You're afraid you're going to like go into shock. I'm going tandem. So like there's another person. (laughs) That's true. You'll just, you'll just be like a limp doll. (laughs) (laughs) But that I pass out or something, but (laughs) you know, there's there's some sort of risk with everything. Right. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I'll also put your Facebook. Do you want me to put your Facebook profile on the details as well? Yeah. That way people can, yeah, people can follow you and see what's going on with all your antics. And when you're able to jump out of a plane, find out if you pass out or not, or peed your pants. First time I ever bungee jumped, I peed my pants. True story. There's a good chance. I think I'm going to wear, I think I'm going to wear some depends. Might be a good idea. Cause I did, I did legit pee my pants. So like, yeah, I think, I think diaper, an adult (laughs) diaper would probably be a good investment for this. And I'm not afraid of heights. So if that yeah. puts it into perspective. So. Yeah, I've had people tell me, like, it's it's going to be wild. Like, it's – the one thing is, like, you're, you're going to expect, like, to have that moment when you jump off the, the ledge and, like, you're, you're, you feel like you're, like, heart sinking. But, like, you're already going that fast in the plane, so it's a completely different feeling. So I'm really intrigued to see I'm what a, that's I'm like. I'm intrigued. I have not uh, ever. I, I'm not going to chicken out. People keep telling me I'm going to, like, freeze and not be able to jump. No, you're too stubborn for that. I won't won't let it happen. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. I would be like, I will die first. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, my my brain will be like, my good conscience and like bad conscience are going to be going back and forth so heavily. Like, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to be like, for the people. (laughs) (laughs) Be great. Actually, that's what you should shave into your head for the people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Tattoo it on your chest. I, I, I um, It looks better on here than it did the picture you put on Facebook. I, I doctored I was, it up a little bit. Okay, well, you, you uh, did a good job because yeah. it was whenever you first did the picture, I was like, oh, Lord. That was bad. Yeah, it was yeah, really I, bad. I, I did a little bit of touch up after that. Yeah, it looks good now. I think you're good. Thanks. So you're good. I'm, you. I'm starting to get my gray in again, so I'm going to look like a skunk soon. You should dye so, your hair like purple or something. Oh, God. Well, my hair's too dark to dye it purple, but... I have a I have had a bad experience dyeing my own hair whenever I was about seventeen, eighteen. It was yeah. but dyes are better now. So I may not do that bad now, but I it was not pretty. <laughs> it was really not pretty. So I don't know. I'm just hoping that all the stuff ends soon because my hair appointment was supposed to be yesterday to cover my, my roots up and yeah. obviously I couldn't go. So all right, well, we'll go ahead and get off here, and I'll make sure that um, all the people have the information to stalk you, and you gave them your personal phone number, so they can really stalk you now. Great. 
Yep. So good luck with that. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> Just all alone here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> i know you, you're just like out with it i'm like all right well okay that's I was fine completely it's gonna... joking i thought it was funny and then i realized how desperate it sounded after yeah. i said it please just call me wink wink I'm, I'm not that desperate i probably won't answer unless you're asking about yeah. a mortgage fyi yeah so yeah just keep it keep it keep it business or you might answer if it's talking about skydiving or the MMA fight or fish tanks. the fish tanks. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep it to those conversation pieces. I feel like I'd be good. Yep. So. Or dogs. Or dogs. Where is your puppy? That's a great question. Oh, right. oh there he is. Okay. I was, I was playing with this toy during this whole interview. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's just laying over there like, screw you guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're ignoring me and you took my toy. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes right now, but yeah, he's doing good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Well, I will hop off here and thanks a lot for the interview and we'll keep everybody posted. I will do another interview once you're able to do either the skydiving or the MMA. Yeah. Give everybody cool. an update. They exclamated LA times I stay on page six I'm even your favorite's favorite <laughs> You better better tell